0: Welcome to The Faithful Servant, a podcast reaching you in the midst of your battles, where you can find hope, joy, wisdom, and healing. My name is Eric Howland, and at the end of the day, my hope is that I can hear the words, well done, my faithful servant. Welcome to this week's episode of The Faithful Servant. We're gonna continue our series of talking about overcoming those challenges that are before us. And this week I am honored to have a guest on, but most importantly, he's a friend of mine, uh, Mark Webster. Uh, Mark, welcome.
1: Thank you, Eric, it's good to be here.
0: So, our history, uh, I'm involved in the gym on a regular basis and Uh, I think if memory serves me correctly, you you saw me in the sweatshirt that I am wearing today because it says what church I go to, correct?
1: It is, I saw the sweatshirt and I thought I'd step up and chat you up a little bit.
0: And for me, I'm not one to approach a lot of people, I kind of keep to myself. And here's Mark in Lifetime Gym walking up to me and asking me hey do you go to relevant church and so uh, that's where our friendship started Uh, and i challenged mark after getting to know him just a little bit in this story of you know where do you see god using you and uh, i kind of kept pushing him and to think about well what about high school youth and mark took that leap and Mark, I I want to start this uh, off with what what has that impact in your life been taking that leap to get involved with the high school youth been like?
1: It's been rewarding. It's um, gratifying. It's it's I didn't have the best upgr- upbringing growing up. Um, I've always felt um, the youth of our nation are what's gonna lead us what's what I want to see when I get older so um, I decided to uh, you yeah, know step that up at the time that we um, met I was not ready when you offered me or talked to me about that and um, several months later when Coleman came to our men's group it was like timing was there now's the time and um, you put me with a great leader that I can learn from and yourself and um, I, I'm excited every Wednesday it's it's the growth and the growing that um, I have to do, that I want to do.
0: So when you you think about your personal growth on Wednesday nights involved with uh, Youth United and the involvement in church, uh, there is an impact on you personally by helping other people, would you agree? Absolutely. So when you think about the youth that you've had an impact on, is there one particular Person that you can look back over the say the last six months and been like, you know what, I've seen huge transformation in this person and it's ha- actually helped me become a better person. Um,
1: probably a couple, probably Murphy and then Chris. Um, what Chris was going through last week, um, just the dejection in his face of something is going on and. It happened to be about a girl and um he was crushed and he just needed someone to speak to and uh i saw Jay stalking with him and i went over there and just felt compelled to um try and talk to him and share experiences and stories that i went through with you know having a kid at 18 you know was very uh young and stuff like that and
0: so when you think of that uh that time has an 18 year old how real is that still today to be able to help someone else
1: um it's very real i mean it doesn't seem that long ago that that was the time of my life i mean i can remember and reflect and the struggles of food and the job that I had was was a good job and um very fortunate and blessed to get into the industry young um, it was uh it was quick but i was uh not um not as evolved as i am now
0: so when you i guess l- let's dive in when you first heard that you would be having a child at eighteen years old can you go in? What, w- describe some of the feelings that you had.
1: Excitement. Um, anxiety, nervous. But it, it was excited. I knew that I needed to um, provide and make it work and, um, you know, do everything I could do, you know, whether it was selling my Camaro, getting a Pino, or an Escort car. Um you know um just you, i had a i had a budget i had to work a couple jobs for f- several years i mean just 60 70 hours a week 40 at a regular job and then another 20 or 30 on the side godfather's delivering pizzas making money on the friday and saturday nights but um it was just um a whirlwind but i i wasn't ready you know but i i knew i my options were I had to provide.
0: So knowing that there was an aspect of you that you weren't ready for this, and I I don't think anyone is ever ready to have a child and what's to come, but at a young age, it just adds to it. Was there ever doubt that you wanted to do this or a doubt that you could do this?
1: there was some doubts that i could do it but um a lot of things in life from my father is this it wasn't an option you had to make it work you know you had to do anything you had to do to provide to get by and um you know had a huge blessing when he was born i mean he came out um a month early um and she was in the hospital for 30 days, and uh, I just got this job in high school, full-time job, and uh, it came time for when Andy was born. um, You know, the bill, like $127,000 in 1988, and I just got the job, and they picked up 97% of it, Hmm. and I I think I winded up on about $5,000, and my dad said, this is a blessing from God. You know, this is a... A miracle, I mean, looking back at it, I didn't think about it too much at the time, but where I'm at now, it was truly part of the plan to set me up and, um, you know, it's... it's
0: So the company that you worked for paid the medical bill? Yes. 97% of your medical bill? Yes. How long were you with that company?
1: Three months. Just just three months full time and about month part because I started working there from uh I was at school I had one class my second semester of senior year, I was down there at ten o'clock and worked till two and then um then uh got out of school and he was born in April so i mean yeah i was it was it was crazy to have that guy walk into that printing class the last class that i want, that I had in school to uh ask if he had any seniors and um you know it's uh it was part of uh part of the plan
0: did you ever have a conversation with that business owner
1: i never reached out to bob carr um i i mean he was very um i think he was 75 back then i mean but uh There was a uh, gentleman, Steve, that took over after Bob retired a few years after I was in the industry or with that company. And um, I have reached out to Steve, you know, it's been a couple years, but, uh, you know, he's the one that walked in and says, Hey, it's November. It's time to uh, sign up for the 401k. And I'm looking at $17 a month or $70 a paycheck coming out. And I'm like, I don't know if I got this. He says, You, there's no option here. You got this. And, Fortunate, and blessed to you know start a four hundred one k at eighteen years old and be with the company. I mean, it's just there's just several of them, but um, I did I have reached out to Steve and tried see how he's doing, and thanked him and give my updates and stuff like that. So,
0: so I mean, one of the challenges obviously that you encountered at a young age was being a father and going through fatherhood. Let's fast forward though a little bit to you're a little older now. And, you know, I, I want everyone out there to listen in on this because, you know, M- Mark is like a lot of people out there that are struggling uh, through addictions, through uh, substance abuse and all that. And, you know, we find ourselves in a place and i think you would agree with me on this we find ourselves in a place of it's easier to turn to that than it is to work on our issues
1: absolutely i mean i was a functioning alcoholic for i don't know since about 20 to about 4950 and it was um you know that was my involvement I mean that was Friday nights Thursday nights you know thought I reward myself with a six-pack and I led to a 12-pack and then it led to a little weed here and it it was progressive I mean but uh, it's crazy to uh, think what the last two and a half years of sobriety has been like for what I went through um, World Day weekend, 2020. I mean, just, I, I've had so many times that I think were my signs and I should have learned and um, stuff like that, but, uh, you know, it just, I've learned to realize that um, my family history, my mother's side, where the, um, the lines of addiction in my family through my brother through me, um, you know, just, it was, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot, lot of regrettable decisions now but um, a lot of numbing I think with alcohol and just so, got in the midst.
0: So go to that moment when you made the decision to stop. What was that day and what was it like
1: it was more of a week long pain and excruciating um you know, just sickness. Just the sickness. It was um Saturday night of uh Memorial Day twenty twenty. Um that's a barbecue. Had a bunch of drinks in the afternoon, bunch of drinks in the evening and uh winded up um Oh, I'm all out of Captain. so up top shelf, I once accidentally a, bought a bottle of 100 proof. I never, I can't drink that well. We got to mix one of those for when we go upstairs, and that was it. I got violently sick on that Saturday night. Sunday, woke up, typical hangover, I'm fine. Struggle, struggle. Then I walked into work Monday morning, and um, the coldest chill came over my body that just shook me to the bone. I knew something was wrong. Went down, and sat down at my desk, and I got a phone call from a friend of mine, Maury. Um, calls me every year on Memorial Day to um, thank me for being his friend, and um, that is his sobriety date. And Maury was a 30-pack-a-day guy, just constantly go, he'd get the snowblower in his truck and drive around with beer. And then, a great guy, but he was ruining his life and what he did. But he happened to call that day, and um, you know, so I went up the office and said, "I gotta go home. I'm not, I'm not feeling right." COVID was going around, but I knew it wasn't COVID. I mean, I basically alcohol poison. But I went home and I shook in my bed, just hours. I remember trying to climb into the shower, and the shower wouldn't get hot enough, and so I passed out on the floor, kicked the door shut, and thank goodness I had a little space heater in my bathroom, cranked it up, and I passed out for about six, seven hours. Woke up just still cold, and, but that whole the whole next week was, you know, when your body goes into whatever is going through, um, the dreams, the night sweats, I mean, for three, four, five days, I woke up with the sheets just soaking wet, and I probably slept 18 hours a day, but during that time, i had a vision i had the holy spirit i had i had someone show me to pass the next 10 years of my life what it could be and um you know i just told myself i am never doing this again i'm never gonna put this through my body again and when i used to drink my dad would say you know what are you putting that poison in you why are you, why are you putting that poison in you you know and um I just vowed right there, I mean, that that was done. I mean, that was that was enough. And um, I, I would never feel that way again. Because I've always known how to, you know, eat somewhat healthy and, you know, exercise and stuff like that. But I would, you know, exercise for a couple of days, don't drink, then drink for four days in a row. And when I drank I as, you know, a couple pints. And, um, you know, it just was... It was the time. And um, once I did that, you know, I'd say about 30, 45, 60 days, you know, it just kind of broke all the other chains of my addiction. I mean, gambling and drinking and smoking pot once in a while. I mean, just the rewards and just breaking those chains of addiction. um, Just I started seeing blessings. I started, you know, just.
0: So I'm gonna stop you, Mark, and there's an aspect in what you said there that uh, you've turned to lifting weights, you've turned to eating healthier to help you through some of this stuff. When you think of those tough times that you faced back then versus now, What are some of the things that have helped you get through those tough times? Or, you know, like we talked about earlier was, you know, now you face challenges and you know exactly what to do, right? Right. So what are some of those things that you could tell people that have worked for you that they might be able to try while they're going through their challenges to be able to work through?
1: Well, once I, you know, quit drinking got all that my anxiety level about worrying and stuff like that left me I mean so it made the challenges that came in life um whether it's financial or personal or relationships um just that much easier um you know and the exercise is you know it releases good things in your brain I mean it's um that's helped a lot and um but what I could give them is just, uh, there's 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 better life out there. I mean, there's peace and there's a sense of joy, but um, is that so, what so, you're getting at? So, I, so
0: when you think of you know lifting weights, outside of that, what are some of the things that you do for you personally to bring that peace, to bring that joy in your life? Well, I mean,
1: I would say now, I mean, working out is only a fraction of it. I mean, I've found the church. Um, That has been a huge, huge blessing. Um, And just working the next steps through the church. I mean, uh, I took a Bible class, and then I'm now in a Foundations of Faith class. I joined a men's group, and I surround myself. The people that I have around me now are just so much different than the people that um, you know, I used to hang out with.
0: And that's, that's where I wanna take this, is when I listen to your story going back to, at a young age of 18, you had a person that was there to help you through. You were looking at a financial crisis at that point, and they said, no, we'll take care of this, right? You had a friend that called you up a couple years ago on Memorial weekend to ask you, hey, how are you doing? Right. Right? And now when you look at your involvement in the church and you just said it was the involvement and the people that you have surrounded yourself with. I think oftentimes we want to get through our challenges in life with the people that are our old friends. And that's difficult to do. And in life in general, we have so many different people that come and go in our life to help us during those moments. And I guess I want to ask you this question on when you think of the qualities that you have in the friends now, what are some of those qualities that you have?
1: The, fr- the qualities that I have in my friends now compared to, you know, my so-called friends that, um, you know, when I quit drinking, you know, they they don't invite me to anywhere. But um, it's just the compassion. It's the same goal. It's the same, you know, faith and spirit um, that um, we have together. I
0: mean, and... They're not going to let you fail. Is that correct?
1: They're not going to let me fail. And, you know, they they seem like they care you know and they do you know I mean, some do some don't but a lot more do actually you know they check up on me or see how my son's doing and you know they it's just a different type of person when you're dealing with um a good christian that um it's you feel it you sense it you want to be around them um you know it's 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 just wonderful
0: so when I hear hear that, I hear a lot of hope in people, that the people that you've surrounded yourself with have brought a sense of hope for you, that they're encouraging words, they're reaching out to you, stuff that you've probably never experienced in, in, in friendships, right? Right. Like, when I think back of my high school days or my college, you know, when I was heavy involved in drugs and alcohol, is they were there if it meant to keep you out of jail sometimes they were there to party with you right but not once do I ever remember anyone ever asking hey Eric how are you doing and actually willing to listen is it that, that kind of been your experience here with being yep. in involvement with church
1: absolutely that um you know, with the men's group, and um, they're all open. They're, 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 the stories that we hear and the people you talk to, they, they're they all sinners, they all got problems, but they, um, yeah, they, 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 they care about you. You know, they, they, they like you said, they ask how you're doing. That's a very good point because, um, you know, back in the days, like you said, they're they're around to help you get out of jail or help you go drink or
0: So when you look back where you are currently, where you were, would you trade your past?
1: Looking at some of the kids that I work with at YU, if I could have some of the young faith church, that young, yes but um this but this is what i had to go through this is this is this is part of god's plan um that's where i recognize his provisions i mean it's it's been set up but um i don't know i don't probably not but you know you you can't you can't change your past but you know it's it's what i had to go through i just don't know why it took me you know 30 years but um you know i'm I'm glad. I feel like sometimes I'll get the fast-forward button since I had it later in life. You know, it's it's coming to me a little quicker instead of slower. But um, patience is always um, tough to have. We all want it now. But um, I'm good with the weight. I'm good with the weight. I mean, it's it comes when it comes.
0: And, and I think the word patience, you know, I, I've talked about this numerous times on here, is patience is not my... That's one thing that I do not like. Yeah. Uh, you get me on the road. You get me just in general in life. Like, I have this desire. I have this passion or purpose in life, and I want it now. And God is always sitting there. Just I, I, I picture God always laughing at me, yeah. going, I, I don't know what it's going to take for you to understand, wait. Mm hmm. Uh so I mean I picture God just laughing at me because I I'm not but yet when I do see my life and everything that I've gone through in a similar fashion is God's purpose far exceeds our understanding absolutely and what we can do for others because of our past is be able to provide hope for them. Right. And so, Mark, if as we wrap up right now, is when, when you think of what you can provide in just a quick summary to other people that have gone through alcoholism, drug use, or having a child even at a young age, because I mean, that that's scary. So how can you provide hope to someone out there listening right now that is saying i hear what he's saying i feel like i'm in the same situation but i don't have anyone around me
1: i would say pray and recognize when god answers those prayers because um they, they they do get answered but i don't think People recognize when they get answered and how they get answered. Um, you know, they might not be in the way that you want them answered, but they're being answered in His way. That um, you got to recognize it, and um, I think a lot of people just chalk it up like, "Oh, that's weird. That's
0: coincidence." coincidence. Right.
1: That's the word, you know. And I, I don't look at anything as a coincidence anymore. I mean. It's um, it's what you do. Um, reach out to people. I mean, don't be afraid to um, find that, you know, if you only have one person that you trust or something like that to uh, reach out to them. I mean, pray, get involved in your church. There's, you know, um, there's so many avenues that you can go down to, that you can go through to um, get help. Um, I fortunately didn't have to go through the AA route. I didn't, um, you know. It's it's great for people, um, you know. But there's there's a lot of a lot of help out there. But it's you know my help has came through God, the church, and His provisions that um, people like yourself that have uh, been brought into my life.
0: So when we sit back and think in our own personal lives and it's not going as planned we might be sitting there going i did not plan to be a father or a mother at this young age i did not plan to drink my sorrows away and we find ourselves just kind of in a life of despair and not knowing where to turn i i hope today that you can get a sense that Though you may feel alone, there are people that will come into your life at the right time. God will put people in your life at the right time to be able to help you, to grab on to you, to be able to provide for you when you have nothing. So today, I, I challenge you To think differently. Like we've talked about in past episodes is a lot of this is how we think mentally. Are we going to continue down the path? or Are we going to look at the other path and choose to just push through? I think listening to Mark, his determination to constantly push through and have that attitude of, I just gotta get it done. That is an attitude that is God has instilled in him for, at a young age. But God along the way has provided for him in different ways throughout the time. So today, find what is going to help you get through. Find that friend that you can go talk to. When you're down, despair, reach out. Might have a sweatshirt on that just makes you ask what's different about you. And I promise you, there's hope. And through that challenge, through those difficulties, you will get through. And at the end of the day, you will hear the words, Well done, my faithful servant.